Welcome to the Athletic Perspective Podcast. On today's episode, I'm joined by Caleb Smith. Now, Caleb is an elementary school teacher in Niagara Falls, Ontario, and he's been pretty instrumental in the development and the growth of youth flag rugby in Canada, uh, being involved or developing the first intermediate elementary school flag rugby league in North America back in 2004, and then junior uh, league in 2011. He also founded the Niagara Flag Rugby uh, Program, which was the first independent flag rugby league in North America and has been honored by Trent University with their Spirit of Trent Leadership Award and the Seat of Niagara Falls awarded Caleb with the George McPhail Award for Outstanding Contributions to Recreation in Niagara. Now, I know Caleb from uh, Trent. He, he played on the rugby team and, and that's where we were introduced and uh, very happy to have him on. Well, thanks, Mike. Thanks for having me on. And yes, I, I did go to Trent, just like Mike said, and I played rugby there just like Mike did. And uh, rugby's been a very important part of my life. And uh, actually, the rugby at Trent was super important in the development of this program in North America, because at Trent University, the, the athletic department is founded on the premise that it's sport for all. So there is sport for every person to be able to get involved in, whether that's intramurals or that's, uh, that's varsity sports. It's really a wonderful place for that. And so when we were putting together uh, flag rugby here for Canada, uh, that was the foundation for our sport, sport for all. Yeah, that's great. And I think that's such an important philosophy to have as well. So just starting off, would you like to give a bit of a, an overview of what flag rugby is in terms of rules and variations differs from the, the traditional game? Yeah, flag rugby doesn't look like traditional rugby at all. So flag rugby, it's a fun, all-inclusive game that introduces the fundamental skills of rugby with an emphasis on having fun. And the tackle is substituted with a flag. So you, for example, flag football flags. And the... The main skills that are rugby skills would be the passing and support play uh, that we have in flag rugby. Now, an interesting thing about flag rugby is that you need to have very big teams because there is so much running. You have to sub in people quite often. Now, why is there so much running? It's because when your flag is pulled, as the ball carrier, if your flag is pulled, you have three steps or three seconds to pass the ball to the next person. And you have anywhere from, it could be three flags or seven flags, depending on the age level, in order to score a try. And if you uh, either don't pass the ball within three steps or three seconds, or your flag total has been exceeded, then the ball gets turned over to the other team. So you really need large teams in order to play this game. And it's a really, really fun game that I know my own children have loved. And I like playing it as an adult too. And so you'd mentioned the different numbers of flags. What sort of is the decision that goes into that? You'd mentioned uh, age. So would, would a higher age then have more, more available flags? Is that the idea or the other so, way around? So uh, you might have, uh, it depends on the area that uh, you're playing flag rugby in. Every rule, every Fair. area sets up their own, uh, their own flag number that they like. But generally in the District School Board of Niagara, whom I work for, we use five flags for the field. For, and that's for our junior grades, which is four to six, and also for our intermediate league, which is seven to eight. And when we're playing adults, adult flag rugby, depending on the number of people or the size of the field, 
we could uh, have anywhere from three flags to seven flags. Or even if we're having a, you know, six-year-olds play it, we might say we're going to do six flags uh, just so that everyone has a good chance at touching the ball. Going back to when, when this all started, you'd started by introducing this at the intermediate level and then transitioned to junior. And, and given that you had mentioned the ethos of this sort of revolves around that idea of sport for all, why was it so important for you to, to introduce it at that level rather than perhaps say like a men's league or, or something, uh, particularly in the school system? Well, it all started back in 2002. I was an assistant uh, rugby coach with the Brock University women's rugby team. And uh, the head coach, Paul Robinson, and I were sitting around after, after a loss, and we were lamenting that uh, the, the kids coming into university didn't quite have the ball handling skills that we wanted them to have. And I remember just throwing, in, throwing it out there saying, well, what if we had a kids play, uh, rugby league in elementary school, but we know we couldn't have contact. And all of a sudden, Paul Robinson was very excited. And he was like, what, well, we should do this. And... Uh, he said, but how are we going to do this? We set up a committee made up of Paul, myself, Stephen Fish, and Lena Fabrero. And we started uh, figuring out flag rugby. By the time we'd figured out the concept of flag rugby, we realized that someone in the UK had been doing flag rugby for a long time. Now, this is back in the early 2000s. So the internet isn't, wasn't quite what it is today. So when we found out someone else had uh, created the game, we're like, oh, okay, that's, that's fine. We'll we'll play their game. But what we did then is said, well, how do we get it into the, into the elementary school league? And from there, we went and we talked to a principal, uh, Rob McLean, and he said, well, you're going to have to make it um, accessible for phys ed teachers, for, for teachers to understand. And you're going to have to make a lesson plan. So we made a package of lesson plans that uh, fit with the OFIA uh, physical education lesson plans that most elementary school teachers are used to using. So we developed that. And then from there, we contacted John Haney, who was in charge of elementary athletics for the District School Board of Niagara. And we said, hey, we've got this great idea. We'd like to introduce flag into the school board. And so he heard about our concept. He listened to us. He saw our lesson plans. And he said, let's take it further to their executive. Uh, I got to admit, people weren't interested in in flag rugby or the concept of rugby going into elementary school. And it was John who said, you know, you know what, this is going to be a good thing because we're going to need anywhere from uh, 12 to 15 kids on the team in order for this to play. And one of the things I told John was that as an elementary school teacher, I kept seeing the same seven kids on every team. And there were all these other kids who never got an opportunity to play sports. So when we were developing this, this sport, we said, let's focus it on those kids who don't make the team. Let's make this so big that we have to have all the others on there. We want to hook them in. And so when we proposed it that way, uh, John Haney really, really liked that. And he convinced everyone on our behalf that we needed to try this out in the school board. Now, the next problem was everyone said, we're not going to buy the equipment. You know, very good idea. It's nice that you want to try this, Caleb, but if you don't have the money and the equipment, we're not doing it. So that's where I, re I, I made those uh, community connections. I reached out to different rugby clubs and the Niagara Wasps rugby club, they came back to me. It was the president, Joe Ventresca. He said, I've got a thousand dollars for you and we're going to bankroll this because we think this could be the next big thing for, for rugby in this region, or if not Canada. 
And so that thousand dollars was able to pay for some, uh, for our first flag football belts that we had. There weren't flag rugby belts at that time. So it's flag, flag football belts, some really, really bad rugby balls, <laughs> uh, mouth guards for every kid. And we handed them out to the schools. And so from there, we had, we started out with eight schools and we started, we started practicing and using those lesson plans. We were really lucky at the beginning that a Rugby Canada uh, got a, a fella from the Rugby Football Union. Uh, they got him on loan for development stuff in Canada. His name was Martin Gallagher. And Martin came down to Niagara Falls. And we, all these teachers had these great intentions, and even our people who were refereeing had these great intentions, but we didn't really have the vision for flag rugby, what it should look like when it's played, because no one had ever played it before here in Canada. We didn't have video for it. And right, so Martin right. said, I've been... I've been refereeing flag rugby for years. So he came in and showed us all how to, how to play the game properly, how to referee it, the kind of pace that it needs to have, and uh, even gave us uh, some other ideas that help us form Niagara flag rugby later down, down the line. And uh, so Martin Gallagher was really, really important to this. And Rugby Ontario, when they saw you know, what we had put in place, said, oh my gosh, this could be something that's really good. So after our first season with the District School Board of Niagara Intermediate League, that 17 years ago, we had you know, hundreds of kids playing and the school board said, this is, this is the game we're going, to, we're going to push. We want it to be part of the elementary sports. And it's just grown ever since. It's been, uh, it's been a wonderful, uh, wonderful game to see grow over the... Yeah, and you'd mentioned that that grows several times. And I think looking at current directives from you know, rugby in Canada, where, where rugby isn't by any means our largest uh, sport in terms of participation or, or almost on any level, mm-hmm. um, it is important to grow the game. And that's something that the sort of language that used often with that is, you know, how can we look to grow the game? And, and time and time again, it always comes down to, well, how can we keep people or, or get people? kids playing at the grassroots level mm-hmm. and so it makes sense that you know, getting that started in the school system which can then lead students getting interested in perhaps playing club and then now you've introduced flag at the club level and and beyond so i think that's just it's just such a great initiative to have here in the province one of the things that we found right away when we started playing games with the kids uh, 17 years ago was that Parents were coming in with this perception that we were, that the rugby community was a little uncouth. And uh, we wanted to really change that perception that we're here to have fun, people to, to run around, be good teammates, and uh, just have a really good time experiencing this game, that it's not rugby. And I remember at the beginning, I used to get phone calls from parents, principals saying, I, I don't know if I can let my, you know, my school or my kids play this game. And I'd explain to them about how it's non-contact and how much fun that their their student or students could have playing it. We don't have those calls anymore. In fact, it's the perception has totally changed here in the Niagara region. It's not, oh yeah, I know about rugby because my crazy uncle Jimmy played it, or my my roommate in university, oh he was nuts, he loved the rugby. No, it's my kid played it, my grandchildren played it, and it's just part of the things we do here in uh, in Niagara. And this year, I had a young staff member who she was a first-year teacher. She was sitting in the staff room beside me, and someone said, hey, Caleb, you know, you've got your flag rugby team uh, training today. And I said, yeah, I do. And she turned to me and said, flag rugby? 
you've got flag rugby here? And I said, yeah. She said, that, it was, that's my favorite sport. And here she is, you know, like 28, 29, or, or however old she is. She's like, that's her favorite sport. And that's her favorite memories from elementary school. So she was so excited. And then even when I told her, you know, we've got an adult flag rugby, she's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to play that. <laughs> so it's, it's so cool having those stories and hearing about how much influence you, you had or how much joy you were able to give to a person's life when they're a kid and it still carries over when they're an adult. Yeah, and I think, you know, when we look at the sort of transition of a rugby player, I know myself uh, playing club rugby, the day will come when I, I'm not interested in contacting. Yeah. And having those non-contact options implemented and developed and, and available uh, I, I look forward to continuing being a, a rugby player all, all through. So uh, hopefully that's not for a long time, fingers crossed. Yeah. yeah, and I think too, as an educator, Caleb, you, you have a key role in, in youth development. And so I'm, I'm curious how you think this, this idea of, of sport for all sort of plays into that and why it's so important that children should be involved in sport and you want to talk rugby or flag rugby in particular, why, why that? One of the things that were one of the many things I've noticed at the elementary school level is that there's this specialization in sports. So you're, you've got your basketball team or your volleyball team, and you know that there's a bunch of kids who are already playing travel or some kind of basketball or volleyball outside of school. And we can even see it at school board championships where the teams that win, they're stacked with these kids who, who play this high level sport outside of school. Well, flag rugby is not a high level sport. So it's entry level for everybody. And it's, uh, you know, I can't, I can't, I, I, there are just so many times where I would convince a child to come out and play because we need these really big teams. Right. And they would just be so excited and come running off the field and be like, I caught the ball and ran with it. And you sure did. And those kind of uh, moments where they're just uh, filled with enthusiasm really makes it uh, really makes it something special. One of the things that happened uh, last year at our girls flag rugby championship for the school board uh, was uh, I saw this, uh, this little girl score a try and her father went crazy on the sideline. And I said, Oh, is that your daughter who scored? He said, yes, this is amazing. And I explained how, you know, I run the flag rugby and he just said, thank you so much. My daughter is the kind of kid who's anxious, who is, within herself all the time she doesn't go out for things she doesn't have many friends but she decided to go out for rugby because you know there were a lot of kids on the team she wouldn't get cut and this is the most success she's had and this is where she has come out of her shell and she's pushed herself to be more than she could ever think she could and it was just from playing you know a game with a, with a ball that you pass backwards and you pull some flags and he was overwhelmed and that was a great moment and that's why we got to keep pushing to have these non-specialized sports where we can have mass participation. Yeah, I think that's a that's a fantastic point. And we see that even in, you know, myself within the sport uh, sport and exercise literature, some of the research, uh, fo- the focus on multi-sport athletes is, is slowly becoming the new norm, the shift from that, that early specialization. Uh, because kids these days, you know, when you become that competitive at such a young age, it's, it's very easy to burn out. Yeah. And uh, having those sort of complementary skill sets from different types of sports too um, might, may help them in the long run. So perhaps now it's, you know, soccer and flag rugby and what else? Uh, maybe later on that's an, a national player. Yeah. We've, we've had a, we've had a couple come out of, uh, 
come out of the you know the Niagara Flag Rugby program that have went on to uh, play for the either the U.S. or Canada, and that's that's wonderful. That's great that we able to provide a, a launching ground for that. But what I love seeing is that just that the people had a really good time playing the game and that they, they want to stay fit and they want to be involved in something and be part of a team. And I, I think that's a wonderful course. Now, students have the opportunity to play a variety of different sports. And, mm-hmm. and you had talked a little bit about, you know, seeing this as a window of opportunity for getting a little more rugby exposure and, and something that really wasn't here in North America. Rugby being, like I said before, not as, as popular of a sport. Given all the different options that students have now, uh, beyond, you know, maybe maybe just the team size, what else do you think pulls students in to, to interest them in flag rugby? I, I think a big part of it is just fun. It's, uh, I know I keep coming back to that, uh, about it being fun. And it's, you can have, instead of having, you know, worrying about cuts, because there really, it's very few times where there's any cuts on these teams. You know that if your buddy's out there, your buddy's still going to be on that team a week from now. And the only way they're going to be cut is if they, walk off and cut themselves right so that, that's a huge, huge thing having your friends come out there with uh that's a yeah that's a big part of it and in our, in our area as well the uh because we're now at this point where the kids who first started with us 17 years ago are adults they have their they're now parents and their children are playing now so now we're getting that second wave of people who saying to their kids give it a try so we're seeing that and that's great you had mentioned a little bit about how the committee was formed and some of the discussions that went into developing this or implementing it within the school system. And, you know, perhaps there's a few educators themselves who are listening and wondering what types of supports they should be looking at and how might they go about doing this or, you know, how, how, can, how can schools or, or educators access supports to help with the integration if they don't have it already within their school system? Right. So after we uh, had developed our own lesson plans, those were given to Rugby Ontario and Rugby Ontario massaged them with the help of OFIA and, uh, and they made even better lesson plans. But from there, Rugby Canada and Rugby Ontario developed Rookie Rugby. And Rookie Rugby is it's a lot of the same stuff that we were pushing, but they were able to make it very friendly to to educators to parents where they've got different drills different activities so it's very easy to understand uh, as far as uh, like how to get it implemented into your school i get off oh, at least once once a once a school term i'll have a teacher from a school board somewhere in canada saying what did you do how do we do it and the big thing that you need is you need someone who's very passionate about the sport who really wants to do it, you've got to get a handful of other people who would be interested in trying it with you. And you need support from administrators who see the value in getting those other kids to play. And once you have that, that's where you can start growing it. I know when it comes to rugby in Ontario, there's a a lack of officials. So in our own region, we've had to develop our own officials. And I know that for flag rugby. And I know that in Peterborough, where Ed Holton uh, runs the elementary school flag rugby league there, he's had to develop his own referee. So when you get those people who can become your referees, you can actually build, you know, quite a nice league and, uh, and tournaments. 
Would you say that's one of the biggest barriers or obstacles you, you had to overcome is, is dealing with uh, the sort of shortage of, of officials or, or volunteers? Or once the ball got rolling, did, did people kind of trickle in and, and jump on and help out? Once the ball got rolling, all of a sudden it, it got uh, big as far as coaches went and schools being involved. Uh, but our biggest uh, problem has always been having a large number of referees. But that's uh, what we're seeing now is we're having teenagers, university students, and adults who had participated in flag rugby as kids now coming back and being trained to be referees. So we've got that uh, circle being completed, and that's helping us out. But we can only have you know X amount of teams because we have X amount of referees. So that is a, a bit of a hurdle. That makes sense. Are there any other barriers? Uh, yeah, in, in some ways there are some barriers. Uh, I noticed a, a few years ago that our numbers in female participation within the school board flag rugby league was really dropping uh, because it was a, it's presented as a co-ed sport. So I made a, a suggestion to uh, our athletic director, John Haney, that I, we kind of split the flag rugby because there are still schools that would like to do co-ed. And so there's someone running that league. But then I took it where I was going to do a boys-only league and a girls-only league. And what we saw is our numbers for girls participating just jumped through the roof. And I got to admit, I got the idea from uh, the Peterborough School Board and Ed Holton, who said, when I came to him with the problem saying, well, you know, I need to get more girls involved. He said, well, you need to split the split up the kids. So we found that we got more, we got more kids involved. All of a sudden, we had more uh, female coaches coming out as well. And I thought that was very important. Also, Rugby Ontario helped us out. They came down and ran a half-day session where it was uh, to teach uh, teachers how to coach flag rugby. And it was mostly attended by female teachers. And that's what we've increased, increased the number of teams we have, but also the number of female coaches and number of female players. That's great. Now, there's been a lot of concerns and a lot of debate around uh, contact sports in, in schools. And so I'm just curious, you know, with worries from parents over risk for injury in sport and some of the current movements to remove contact variation from sports in schools, we don't have that too much here uh, in Canada, but in parts of the UK and New Zealand, for example, contact rugby uh, is or was at one point recently uh, mandatory um, part of the curriculum. And so now we have like I said, these sort of concerns from parents and player safety. So what do you think the value is in promoting these, these non-contact variations in that sense too? Well, it's to give everyone a, a taste of what rugby could be down the line. And wh- whether they become you know, contact players or not, that's, uh, that's okay as long as they're out there being physically active. And you know, not everyone fits into the basketball player mold or the soccer player mold or being a volleyball player. So it's just a different way to play, uh, to use those skills that are in the curriculum, you know, evasive running, uh, passing to a target, either stationary or moving, and just being, which is also in the curriculum, being a good teammate. And right. these are things that we need to, to push forward. Now, talking about the transition from flag to, to contact or juniors uh, at the club level, say, yeah. um, what do you think some of the most important transferable skills say you have a student come up and say I really enjoyed this I want to play something more competitive I maybe want to get into juniors some sort of contact variation yeah. uh, what skills should I focus on what is you know the one or two things that's going to set me apart when I go to that try well with uh, Ray Barkwell who played rugby for Canada for many years is a, 
a longtime member of the Niagara Wasps Rugby Club here in Niagara Falls. And he, before he moved away, he was coaching high school rugby. And I remember he came to me one day and he was like, thank you so much. Now he doesn't have to teach kids how to pass or how to sidestep or how to do right. some running or how to support your player. So those kids are coming into contact rugby with those skills already intact with, uh, I mean, I know high school rugby is dying out in some areas of Ontario and from a lack of coaches or a lack of interest. And so I see flag rugby as being, uh, it can be a stepping stone into tackle rugby, but I see it as being this new, this new pathway within rugby where it can run right alongside your regular rugby club of having high school flag rugby within your rugby club or adult flag rugby within our rugby club. And we saw that at the Niagara Wasps this past fall, we started our first uh, adult flag rugby, which was filled, it was filled with parents who had watched their kid play flag rugby and old rugby players, not too many of them. And then kids who had graduated out of it, who are now in high, out of elementary school flag rugby, who are now in high school or university, and they were excited to play flag rugby because they enjoyed it so much, but had no interest in being, in being tackled. And all of a sudden they were club members of the Niagara Rugby Club and they loved having the swag and they loved being part of the culture because you can still have that positive culture of rugby, of hanging out and, uh, you know, chit-chatting afterwards and having a little bit of a social that you can't get in other sports. So I think that uh, flag rugby runs parallel, that there's, there are some transferable skills, but I, from what I'm seeing, there's uh, fewer kids moving into the, the tackle stream from the Right. We'll start to wrap it up, and I just want to leave some opportunity for any any concluding thoughts or, or last comments that you might have. Yeah, it's you know it's been really nice to get these calls from educators from across Canada saying, "How did you do it? I want to start at my area." And even they take what we what we've done and they've made variations to it. I know in Toronto, uh, it's not as free flowing as the way we do it, but they. Uh, they had their own vision for it. And because we did it first, they were able to do it. It's uh, it's really nice to see, to know that there's this, that the perception of rugby is changing right across the country. And here's something that's interesting that happened to me just a few years ago. It was the, it was the week before school started and I got called down to the office from my, I was in my classroom. I got called down to the office. That doesn't normally happen where I get called down to the office, but I get down there and there's a lady waiting outside the secretary's office. And she says, are you Caleb Smith? Uh-oh. She sounds very menacing. And I'm, just like, yeah, I'm, I'm Caleb Smith. She's like, are you that rugby guy? And I said, yeah, I'm, I'm the rugby guy. And I was really worried at this point. And uh, she's an older lady and she looked a little mean. And she said, I came here because I wanted to say thank you. So what, what do you want to thank me about? She said, my grandchildren are in Edmonton and they played flag rugby in Edmonton. And I had heard that you'd started it and they love flag rugby. It's the first sport they've really enjoyed like that. I just wanted to thank you for helping my grandkids in Edmonton. And it's like, holy moly, I influenced somebody on the other side of the country. I didn't think that a guy from Niagara Falls could do that. And it was just a really special moment to hear that. I think too, it's it's amazing how just how small and, and close knit that the rugby community in particular, but more more broadly even the sporting community here in Canada yes. is yeah absolutely and uh, it's it's great to be able to swap ideas with people from other school boards or even people in the United States who uh, who are passionate about uh, about this game as well and uh, yeah i've really enjoyed developing the 
developing the sport. My own children are involved. Uh, they're not really interested in ever being tackle rugby players, but being flag rugby players. They think that's great. That's awesome. So thanks again, Caleb, for coming on. And I appreciate you taking the time. And it's been great having a, having a chat with you. Thanks, Mike. I've enjoyed talking to you too. Great. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Athletic Perspective Podcast. Check us out online via our website, athleticperspective.com. Again, that's athleticperspective, all one word, dot com. Or on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe, whatever you prefer. We have some great guests, some great content lined up, so stay tuned for more.